how does one receive? Well, ask. I hadn't quite expected that a tweet of mine soliciting an interaction would be so graciously acknowledged and accepted. And yet it was, instantly, by an automotive leader credited with leading the Skoda brand to record market share and profit in Ireland and in a subsequent role almost doubling Skoda's business in China within three years. Currently leading one of the most critical markets for Skoda, that's India, at a crucial juncture, backed by his three-decade-rich worldwide experience with the Volkswagen Group, this CXO is also an active sportsperson, a marathoner, an Ironman, a proud dad, an erstwhile clay pigeon shooting champion and was a show-quality chicken breeder as a young boy, raised on a poultry farm in England. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to the latest edition of Toxic Life with me, your host, Sunaina Nair. And amidst all this festive cheer around the corner, I am delighted to release my conversation with Zach Hollis, Director, Sales, Service and Marketing, Skoda, India. In this segment, we speak of Zach's rather interesting venture as an erstwhile sports bar owner in Prague and the lessons it taught him his meaning of success and why it is so important for the zesty leader on the go to enjoy himself at any given time. Your sports bar venture, I mean, of course, we just touched upon it briefly in this fun fact segment, but how did you come about it? I mean, why did you think of uh, investing, you know, investing in this sports bar venture? Of course, you've um, exited it right now, but if you could just give a little bit of story over there. It, I mean, it, it was never a plan. It was never an idea. I remember, I think we were driving back yeah. from Austria. We'd been skiing for the weekend with, with the girls, at the, the whole family at the time. And I remember picking up a phone call from a, from a friend of mine, a Norwegian, Norwegian, New Zealand friend. And he said, what about buying a sports bar? And we ummed and ahed and we thought about it. And, and then we got a bit carried away. And I think we got a bit excited about the prospect of owning a sports bar. Um, and we okay. probably didn't really look at the numbers quite as well as we should have done. Um, because if we'd looked mm-hmm. at the numbers quite as well, we'd have seen there were some big holes. So, you know, the, the, the sports bar, we, we we had very high level of sales. Sales are fantastic. You know, people supported us. We had all the sports. We had live music. We had quizzes. Everything worked really well. We had a good, there was a reasonably good management team there. But our costs were completely out of control. Um, and I think that's because we had no experience to draw on. So, you know, we didn't know when, when the chef said, I need this many people. We said, yes, because we had nothing to draw on. It's only when I got talking to other sports guys, he said, why have you got twice as many people as me? And I'm thinking, yeah, why have I got twice as many people as him? And I didn't have the experience to draw on that says, you know, you don't need, you know, four chefs. You can do two chefs or you can do three chefs and you just make them work a bit harder. And I think so we got the wool pulled over our eyes a little bit and we made some some mistakes. Um, but like everything, I think you learn from mistakes. And if you're not prepared to make mistakes in, in life, whether that be business or, or in your personal life, then, then you know, you're, you're not going to learn anything. Because you learn by making make, making mistakes, and I think this is quite important. And, and I, I learned from this from this experience, and uh, uh, I think I enjoyed it. I don't regret it. I look back and I enjoyed it, but uh, I won't be rushing back into it. 
<laughs> right. You did mention that it is it's taught you some of the most uh, precious management management lessons, which your entire perhaps even more than your career, I guess. Yeah, I think you, you also realize that you, one thing I learned is you're de- dealing with a different group of people. You know, I'm used to a management team where the majority of my team have master's degrees. You know, they're all university educated with master's degrees and, and I'm moving into an environment where and therefore they're self-motivated. They're driven. You know, they want to achieve something. And they're ambitious, which is great. I, I need to surround myself with those people. But, you know, you look at an atmosphere where you're working in a bar, you've got casual workers coming in because they're traveling for three months. They're at university. It's not important for them at all, to be honest. You know, and they're different type of people. They're a different education level. They're they're just different people. And, and I learned that it, you know, it, it takes a different type of management skills to manage those people as it does uh, in a normal in in a business environment that I'm in in India, for example. You managed to lead such an extraordinarily balanced life. I mean, maybe it's got to do also with your formative years and something that you've always um, maybe not planned, like you say, but. How important do you think, uh, you know, having those added dimensions are? Particularly young people, you know, in, in their first or second jobs when, in, in careers is, yes. you know, you don't focus all your effort just on that job and just on that career. You need other things. You know, you need distractions from that, whether it be, you know, playing football for a local team, playing in a, in a band in, and on a Friday night with friends or et cetera, et cetera. You know, you, you need those kind of things in your life because that actually creates an, a diversion from it it gives you energy it, it keeps you alive and keeps you fresh and i think it's very important to do that and you know maybe you play tennis or you play a, a guitar or, or whatever but i think everybody needs needs something like that if you just come home from work and and you sit in front of a television and you you have something to eat and you have a couple of beers and you think where's the evening gone well, i can't do that you know i have to go home i have to do something and I have to, you know, maybe I practice a guitar, maybe I read a book, maybe I go for a walk, maybe I go and visit a friend or something like this. But I can't just come home and do nothing. I, I've got to have something else to it. Otherwise, sometimes I feel the evening is just gone, you know, from that point. So I think my, my lesson that is you, you need these kind of things as well as just work and as well as family. What does success mean to you, Zach? Success brings many things, I think, you know, but above all, you've got to make sure you're, even if you're successful, you're still going to make sure you're enjoying it. Enjoying what you're doing is is, is, is very important. Um, and as I said to you before, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then, then you need to change something. But success also gives you financial independence as well. Financial right. independence to, to, to do what you want to do, to travel what you want to do, to look after the family. You know, I have no no qualms. You know, my, you know, my daughters wanted to go to a certain university because of what I have achieved. That, that could be done. And, you know, and I think that's also part of what we are working for is to is to make sure we have the freedom to, to, to do what we want, the freedom to travel, freedom to, you know, to, to make those those quick decisions and without having to worry financially. So that that has given me that I certainly have had that financial independence, which has been nice. So looking back, what is the one thing that um, surprises you the most about yourself? Is there anything? I mean when you look back at your own journey? I, I would probably say that my own success has surprised me, to be honest. I, I never, you know, I never set out in, in life to achieve certain to achieve certain things. I never said, look, by the time I was 30, I want to do this. By the time I was 35, I want to do this. By the time I was 40, it just happened. I was in the right place at the right time. I created those opportunities and, 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 it, and it, it went on from there. So, you know, it's, it, it, 
it 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 happened. Um, it's not you know it's it's difficult to pin it down to to one thing. Okay, wonderful. So I'll just wrap this entire talk with one question, which we usually ask: What are you committed to keep alive in you? Definitely, whatever I'm doing, I want to put passion and energy into it. And whether that be, I talked about learning the guitar uh, earlier on. I want to be putting passion engine to achieving something. You know, whether it be whatever I want to do in life, I want to put passion and energy and do it to the best of my my abilities. That's something that I want to that I want to to always carry through what I'm doing in in life. I'm not the sort of person that's that's going to at the end of my career sit in front of a television watching daytime TV roll by. You know, that's not going to happen. I'm going to fill my days with stuff. Right. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Wishing you all that and much more, Zach. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Although I, I'm a little disappointed you didn't play the guitar for no, us. No, that's not happening. <laughs> I told you that. You, ha- <laughs> you have one right there. <laughs> no, no, there's no guitar here. <laughs> that's, that, that's not happening. Maybe if but we have a chat so another day. Maybe this is possible. No, good to talk to you. Thank you very much.